Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Folks, man, we love you guys. We're so excited that you take the opportunity to listen to us on this podcast. It's a Wednesday in podcast world or in radio show world. That's right. I've always liked Wednesdays. I don't know why. It's kind of I like call it home day. You're stuck right in the middle. You I know, get I get Charles who's with us. He's a camel farmer. Charles, tell us some things about camels. He's man. a camel jockey. Camel according jockey. to our right. our, our have you friend. Ever rode a camel, Charles? Yes, I have. He's rode, uh, so Charles, get closer to that microphone right there. I know Charles is like, so I got to be upfront with you. We brought Charles in here for a couple reasons. And one is we think he has something to offer to us. But Charles, he met all these girls today at church and stuff. And <laughs> Charles is kind of a pretty boy. But uh, so I'm trying to move forward. That's in his opinion. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and in and, and my opinion on this podcast means something. So, so I've tra- it doesn't mean anything anywhere else in this world. But on this podcast, it does. Charles, tell us about camels. What do you know? I mean, what, what do you know about them? Are they, are they any good? Yes, they're pretty cool, actually. Do they work? Yes. So it's like a horse, really. A horse with a hump? And toes. They have toes? And a bunch of other stuff, but I'm not going to go into it. How I'm big are they? Big enough. Bigger than a horse. They're huge. Yes, they're pretty Smaller big. Smaller than a Cadillac. Yeah. They're pretty big. They're big. One thing that surprised you about a camel. What's one thing that surprised me about a camel? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say that their blood cells are oval and not round. So they okay. can hold more water in their blood. Only God. Only God can make a blood cell oval and not round. All right, so we're going back with you. So Stephanie has a word for us today, and I really like it. Thanks, Charles. And so if you don't know, Charles has a job where he works on a camel farm for people from church. And th- this wonderful gentleman is the Blakesleys. They're out in Indiana. Check them out. What's the camel farm called? River Jordan Camel Dairy. Did you understand? River, River Jordan Camel Dairy. River Jordan Camel Dairy. Guys, I'm not saying this for you. I'm saying this for Doug because he's See, looking at, at me, giving me a blank stare. stupid look on my face, that blank stare, that stare that, you know, sometimes guys, they just look at things up at the ceiling. They don't really mean anything by it. But when you're in the middle of a conversation, you look that way. That's when you know I had a still had a question. But I really wanted to talk about this. Uh, camels, just, I love these camel farmers. They brought a camel. So let me see if I understand this. Mr. Blakesley. So there's Luke Blakesley and Amber Blakesley that work at this farm. Yep. We want you guys to look them up on Facebook and stuff. So Mr. Blakesley brings a camel and does a Bible school lesson. He did. He did to church um, a few weeks ago. We had church outside and we had a camel lesson and it was, it was awesome. It was awesome all the way around, and Charles is up there holding the camel, you know, leading it around, and just to see 
um, the relationship that, uh, you know, camels, I, there was a very clear bond between the Blakesleys and that camel. They've had him since he was young. And um, now Charles is getting to, you know, get to know one of their, their other camels from birth up, which is cool. But yeah, it was a phenomenal lesson. And just to find out the unique ways God created a camel to do the jobs. Well, here's God the cool thing. The camel do. got down, right? They got the camel. Ne- to kneel, which is a very, they have to trust the person who's giving them the command to do that. Like, expli- they have and to the be And the biblical able to implication trust. of that, though, is where the camel kneels to go through the eye right. of the needle. Right. Jesus talked about it being easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. In other words, where a man is trusting in his riches and in him to get to heaven and to find out how hard that is to get a camel to go down on his knees it was it was a powerful it was a powerful lesson all the way around and and, and i think you know I, I really think the cool thing about that is is i've never heard of or never seen a camel other than in biblical applications to go down on the knees so to know there was one in warsaw indiana i'm pretty excited about that so we have a word of the day stephanie so share that with us it's patience Oh, I hate that word. I told her that as soon as we he went did. He protested, but see, I, 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 the more the more things the Lord takes me through, the more He teaches me. And patience was a word that came to my mind a lot this week. And Doug, do you mind if I give the reasons why? No, no. Okay. I mean, we're, we're just okay. out there. We don't give names yet. We're going to. All right. Yet. So I won't give names. But um, yeah. the end of last year, I was thrust by no decision of mine into a. Very bad situation. Um, it, it involved criminal activity against me and my children. And wow. it left me very much in a place of helplessness for a few weeks there where I was having to do some fasting and praying, looking to the Lord for what do I do with this? Where do I take this? What legal action do I take? How do I handle this in a way that's going to be honoring to the Lord and glorify him above anything else and obviously protect my children the best? Wow. And in the midst of that time of prayer, I woke up one morning and, of course, you know, I was spending tons of time. The Lord was just showering. I mean, he became, again, another level of real. Yeah, yeah. And I woke up one morning with a a jolt. I mean, it was one of those where you wake up fast and it's like you're wide awake immediately. And the Lord so clearly said to me, it's over. That's all I heard. Yep, and yep. a peace flooded me that morning for the situation I was dealing with. Now, at the time, nothing changed. Okay, I went through what I needed to go through legally and all of that, but nothing changed. But God had given me this confidence through his word that he had this in hand. He had heard my prayers. His eye and his ears were open. They That he did know the situation and that it was over. That was in January. Yeah. This week, God answered that prayer in a whole other level as as he started to reveal how he has been fighting behind the scenes since January and how he has been yeah. working and orchestrating. And Doug, God reminded me this week that tribulation works patience. Yeah. Because that's the that's point what I don't like. But, but, you know, so I say this, okay? I'm one of those guys who... In this particular area is a little bit shallow theologically because of those verses that we find out that these trials work patience but when you lived a trial i mean you lived this trial this is more than just a this couple is almost weeks two decades here. of yeah, the, trial so this is two decades 
But, you know, the Bible says, and we talked about that on Monday, your sin will find you out. That's right. And certainly that's what happened. Yeah. We found out that the, that the people that were hurting you had also hurt other people. Yeah. And, you know, when you're a creep, you're always a creep. And when yeah. you're a loser, you're always a loser. And when you hurt people, you always hurt people. And the only way you get out of that is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and ending the generational and sin of these these cretins that go around and hurt people. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and I tell you, we, we just got to get beyond that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and so that's why you have the law and stuff like that. So Stephanie has a verse out of the book of Romans. So uh, if you could grab yeah. that with us, were you in Romans five? Were you thinking yes. verse 20 or what um, verse Romans five, three and four. Romans five, three and four. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience, comma, there's a stop there. And one of the toughest things about English in college for me is remembering the stops. The commas. Yeah, because <laughs> here's the deal with this comma right here is uh, patience and experience don't go together. No, and patience, experience, and experience hope. And so, so God wants us to know exactly what you were saying. Stephanie. So this verse became very real to me this week because tribulations... And I'm, there are people that have gone through way worse than me. So please, please don't think I'm trying to make myself look like, oh, I don't, I don't want to hear anybody saying poor Stephanie. Um, but the tribulations that God allowed, the trials God has allowed in my life for the past 18 years, they have worked patience. God has used those to break me, yes, to humble me, yes, to do a work in my life that he knew needed done. But now that patience has brought experience that if he can, that if I will let him, he can use for his glory to yeah. make a difference in other people's lives. And then that experience of the trials, of the victories, of the of the answers to prayer, of the seeming, you know, those moments when you're like, does God even care that I am in a pit right now? All of that combined, God has used that to give hope, that confident expectation that God is still God. God is still good. God is still in control to where you can come to that point where Joseph came, not just by faith, but by experience. You yeah, can come yeah. to that point of saying, you meant this for evil. You meant to destroy me. You meant to kill me. You meant to crush me. You meant to make me a robot. But God meant this for good and for the saving of much souls alive. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so the verse I was talking about, I agree with everything Stephanie just said. And, and that God's word is true. Yes. And, and when God talks about tribulation, building patience, and, and, and you know there's more to life uh, than these tribulations, but the devil would have us believe that we go from trial. And we do. You know, there's small trials, there's big trials. There's, you know, life is kind of uh, hard, you know. And, uh, but, but so I was thinking of this verse and, and I jokingly said this to Stephanie, but the truth is, this is the reality. We want the world to know this moreover in verse number. So we're in chapter five of the book of Romans in chapter 20, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace, grace did much more abound. Can I tell you something for you dirty, rotten scroungers out there that are no good, that are hurting people. Let me tell you something. Grace is coming. And in uh, God's grace, that's what it's all and that's, about. And that's God's grace is beautiful because it's like God takes pleasure 
And, you know, Emmy says it like they say it in the war room. God yeah. takes pleasure in kicking Satan's butt. Yeah. He takes pleasure in taking people That's right. like Joseph, like yeah. Daniel, like Esther, like all these Bible, David, Bible heroes where there's narcissists, where there's abusers right. in scripture right. trying to destroy them. Yeah. God took so much pleasure in showering his grace on those people so much that guess what? Those narcissists that were fighting for power, that were fighting for glory like Nebuchadnezzar and Saul and Haman yeah. and all those evil, wicked people, yeah. guess what? Through history, they are known as the scoundrels. God comes out on the victory side. Hey, God's coming, folks. Hey, we got some music for you that's going to play in the background. And just at that point, uh, you radio stations out there, we love you guys. Hang with us. We want to give you a couple minutes to identify yourself and run those commercials that are a blessing. Man, I'll tell you what, the music's been a little different, but it's been great. It's off Stephanie's personal go-to playlist. I want to continue on with Grace, and I know that's a little bit of a departure from Proverbs. I know I'm talking real fast because I'm from New England, and I don't know why I talk fast, but I do. It's, it's just part of coming up in New England. It's cold outside. We're freaks. We eat clams. I don't know. But anyway, here we are. So this is what I'm thinking, Stephanie. We're talking about Grace. And, and we know that where sin abounds, grace is going to much more abound. We know that that's mm -hmm. happening even right now, that God's grace. So we want to tell you folks where sin's abounding, where people are hurting you over and over again, we want to shout out to you and say, we love you. Go to the police. Do whatever you got to do. We'll come up alongside you. We'll call pastors. We'll get somebody in your area to help you. And where there's cretins, where there's creeps, where these people are hurting you, uh, where these people who will experience the fires of help because they're not right with God and they lie and cheat and say they are, listen, God's going to be alongside you and they're going to be helping you out. But, you know, I was trying to understand grace one time. And this is what this guy told me. And, and I got to tell you, it messes me up to think about this. But he said, trying to understand grace is like trying to wrap your hands around the world. Mm. God's, that's how big God's it's grace is. It's too big is. for us to fully you know, comprehend. I, I, can't, I can't comprehend what God does for us through grace. But I know grace saves us. Yeah. We're taught that. We're, yeah. we're taught. It's not works. You know, because we'll boast. You know, yeah. over there in Ephesians 2, yeah. 8 and 2, 9. So I came from an environment. And there may be a lot of people listening to us. And, and, and this is part of the problem with not reporting things. This is part of the problem with getting stuck in a route. This is part of the problem with the devil having control uh, over those of us who've been hurt. We want to hide. We want to stay on the couch. We, we just think our life's of no value. Wait a minute. God's grace is bigger than all That's that. That's exactly right. And, and can I tell you, that I, remember that lady who worked in the abortion clinic? Yep. And what she's done? Yep. And what God has done through her life? Yep. She said, you know, God, I'm going to take what I've done, even though it wasn't great, even though it was kind of lousy, even though it was kind of iffy, even though it was kind of, and I'm going to go out and tell the world what's going on there because it hurt right. me and it's wrong. And, and I think God empowers us. God, uh, when yes. we when we walk toward the light, when we do what's That's right, exactly when we go right. after those things, God empowers us. He gives grace is where God gives us the enabling strength to accomplish His will, whatever that is for your life, and. God calls on certain people, and again, 
We yeah. come back. I come back to certain Bible heroes that are huge heroes of mine, namely Esther right now. Yeah. And when I look at the life of Esther, you know, I have heard her shredded by Baptist preachers. You know, she should yeah. have died before blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. God raises up Esther as an incredible hero of, That's right. of, I mean, you talk about courage. I would like to put those men in those situations and say, you show Point zero one percent of the courage. Try to change God's yes, word and yes. try, to, try to make it fit their narrative. Yes, but mess but, over people and ruin life. Yeah, and be misogynistic pigs. Yes, uh, and you uh, know, do you yeah. think Doug? I think Doug's sharing his open opinions, <laughs> and now, now I just lost Ephesians two eight and two nine. <laughs> I was ready to read them. My Bible just took Char- a dive. Charles is gonna. Charles yeah, so, is gonna so fill in. You don't have to read Ephesians two eight that's, and two nine. That's there, fine. Stephanie. My my Bible just took a dive, <laughs> but. So, so what happens? You, you may be in the wrong church if your pastor's trying to change the narrative. If mm-hmm. your pastor's trying to take hermeneutically and, and, and take this, uh, I don't know, almost this, well, if I make the Bible sound this way, it makes me seem more important. It makes people of this particular category, whether it be women, whether it be weak people, yep. whether it be people who aren't pastors. It keeps it them under their Joe, thumb. Yeah, it, it makes you feel like you're of less value. Yep. God never does anything that makes us feel of less value. That's right. And we see these people, right? Well, and that, that goes yeah. right along with um, Ephesians. It says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and Amen. that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then this is one of my favorite verses. For yeah. we are his workmanship, yeah. created in Christ Jesus That's unto it. good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. He gives us the grace to do those good works. This verse makes it clear. We yeah. are not to sit on a log. God yeah. still expects us to be doing the good so, works, but it's not to get saved. You know, here's the problem. All right. There's knuckleheads out there that are trying to add work somehow to our salvation or somehow it's legal somehow they're trying to hide they're trying to add a hierarchy it's legal whether or not you're a good christian yeah. or not well if you don't do this if you don't worship me as your pastor if you don't do this or do that and you know i am sick and tired of that and, and people listen if you're caught up in that craziness right now just get out we'll tell you where to go to a good church yeah you know you got to stop that and because you know for every for every one knucklehead, let's be upfront. There's a hundred good ones. Yeah. You know, but it's that one knucklehead that can do so much. That's damage. right. It's that one knuckle. And, you've, and, a, and a lot you've of times, in those church services. Yeah. And a lot of times the knuckleheads. I've said them. I don't even want to call them knuckleheads because it's a different, it's yeah. a different category. They're yeah. evil. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times they're eloquent. They are. They do have leadership qualities. And yeah. that's why. The devil gives them that. <laughs> the devil has power. Now he's ubiquitous. He's in no way. In no way, you know, does he have any power over the God, over God, you know, in no way. But these people are satanically energized. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, But, but that's right. Because the devil has power. Well, there are principalities. If you go to um, Ephesians 6, which I've actually been studying um, the last few weeks with my Bible class. All the time. Yeah. um, But we've been going through the armor of God because I'm, I'm so burdened that our kids get the power of the armor of God as yeah. children because yeah. it'll change their lives. Right, right. Um, but when you look at the armor of God, that God gave us that armor because we are in a battle, but he starts out, he prefaces that passage with the fact that we are wrestling against yeah. principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this That's world, right. spiritual wickedness in high places. We yeah. are at war. Right. And 
so it is it is foolish to think I don't have to work in this. I, I, I can be a Christian. I get saved and then I don't have to do anything else. No, Ephesians 2.10 says that he has created us in Christ Jesus unto good works. That's why he has created us is to fulfill the good works, the purpose of life that God has given each of us to yeah. do. And so don't get sidetracked thinking, well, I can't do that. No, if God's if God's called you to do it, he will give you the grace. He will give you the strength to accomplish his will. And don't let Satan shoot those fiery darts of fear or I'm not good enough for this or yeah. I'm too damaged. No, yeah. God always has a purpose for your life, no matter what your past is. Your right. future right. is glorious because of Jesus That's Christ. That's right. And, I, and I'm sick and tired of these knuckleheads making these men and women feel of any less value who've been hurt, who've, yeah. been, who've been put out to yeah. pasture is what they say. You know, you can never do this in your life. You can never do that because, you, no, stop that, Joan. Yeah. Let me tell you, the best is yet ahead of you. Yeah. And, and, you know, this whole idea, what, what people want us to do is they want us to get apathetic. Yes, exactly They, they want right. us just to lay down and walk around like a bunch of zombies, like it's 1984. Can I give an example of this? Oh, you have to. Okay. Because you interrupted so, me, so you got to give the okay, example. Okay, I got it. When I'm I sorry, interrupt Doug. you, I give an example. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, right. get, I'll do penance later for that interruption. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone, um, and I've referenced this scenario in the past, but someone who was trying to control me um, a few months after Charles was killed, yeah. It's ironic to me looking back on it because one of the things he pushed at me so heavily was this. You shouldn't be helping anybody else. You shouldn't be even trying to prepare a lesson to give to ladies. You sh you should just be staying home and doing nothing. Right. right. That just was go back and forth to work and that have was no life. that was satanic. Cut it out. That was That's so right. satanic. That's right. And, and listen, men, ladies, listen, you get to live a life. You get to go on. In God, you've never led a life you like you, you can live with God. That's right. And, and uh, every day it gets better. Serving God. You know, it's the like longer the, old days I, the, the longer I serve, serve him, him. Uh, the greater, right? The and sweeter he grows. The sweeter. <laughs> See, I don't know the words. I can't sing. I don't know the words, but I do know this. I know the God they're singing about. Yes. And, and folks, this is what I want to tell you. And, and what, what Stephanie just said is absolutely right. Some of you are out there thinking that you're of no value or if you're of little value and you're looking down, pick that head up and know that you serve the God of all creation. You're a child know of that, the king. That's right. <laughs> know that Jesus Christ died for your sins and know that, hey, listen, man, we all mess up. We all go through bad things. We we all, you know, and, and truthfully, when we go through life, you know, some people date the wrong people and, and junk like that. I mean, we just got to regroup. Yep. We got to trust God. Yep. And, 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 you know, when we get when we get to that point when we're standing, you know, when our back's against the wall and we're as low as we can get, that's exactly where we need to be. Yeah. Because what are we going to do? We're going to get on our knees and just say, God. Yes. You know, we don't know how to say it. We, we, we don't know. We're not as eloquent as we want to be in those times. But let me tell you something, friends. When you look up and say, God, and uh, that's when things start to happen. That's right. That's when things turn around. When you say, God, this is all about you. I'm going to follow you. I don't care about these creeps. I don't care about these morons. I, you know, this is about God. And folks, if we get anything out of today, and listen, we got about 30 seconds left, but I know that Stephanie's dying to say something. I can tell by her countenance. So say it. Countenance. Put your hope and your confidence in God and know that 
when you have patient, when you patiently wait for him to work, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. He will never fail you. He won't fail you. Listen, folks, we love you. Go out today and wear that smile that only God can give you. And listen, you're of great value. Stop letting people make you feel like you're of any less value. That's not our God. Our God is beyond that. He's better than that. And, uh, and man, you get to serve him. We love you guys. And you creeps out there that are hurting people. God's coming for you. We'll talk to you real soon. Listen to every word Eric's going to say. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.